Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. shops are one of the key ways to attract a new audience and increase the awareness and exposure to your brand. Today, I'm joined by David Blakely, Business and Store Development Director of Seeks, which provides access to flexible and affordable digital connected spaces in the UK and also internationally. Thanks very much for joining me today, David. That's a pleasure. Now, before we go into about Seeks and pop-up shops and how Seeks is different and what it does, you're a, a retail, will I insult you if I call you a veteran? Um, no, that's fine. Can you just give a little bit of a background of, you know, your your history in, in retail yeah. and, and what you've done before? Uh, yeah, I, I actually left school at 16 and I went straight into retail. Uh, in those days, I think you could do that. Uh, and actually, I, I went to House of Fraser in Manchester as a trainee manager, uh, did a few years there and then got this wonderful job managing shops, retail shops on board cruise ships at the age of 21. So traveling around the world. And that really, I think, cut my entrepreneurial side because mm-hmm. cruise ships have a very captive audience and you travel around the world and, you know, you're only as good as the way you manage those shops because you're on your own. And that fantastic experience is on being creative with what you had to sell. And then I left there, ended up going to um, Arcadia for a couple of years. And then I ended up uh, at House of Fraser again, at head office and worked through to being store development director. And that's when I had a real taste of working with brands. And at department stores, we worked with 250 brands. And my job was to make sure that I did the design and build the stores and work with concessions. So I've worked with all those brands to help those brands succeed in a retail environment. And yes, they're big names, but I help them where they should be placed, how they should work, uh, how we could help them on cost with the fit outs. So a whole range of experience came through my department store days. Uh, then I, when House of Fraser changed hands, I ended up doing some consultancy with people like Radley, Ajon Provocateur, Full Marketing Group, Geeves and Hawks. And um, and then I had the pleasure of meeting the guys from Souk. And I wanted to be with a company that was growing, that was popular, that people really saw great future with. So um, I met with Souk and joined Souk a few months ago. And um, here I am. Yeah. And I think the retail landscape has really changed. And there's many stores that have closed. And the high street is very different. It's a, le- a less vibrant place, I suppose, than than it has been and but I do think pop-up shops you know in terms of a conversion and when people are shopping and physically seeing things in store the conversion rate is obviously higher than when people are shopping on websites and it's a great opportunity for brands to you know like I said before increase that exposure increase that awareness and get new customers what why do you think brands should do a pop-up shop uh well first of all just so 
I think the way the retail landscape is changing, by the way, the critical thing is that over the last, especially since lockdown, so many new businesses have started. Even Uber drivers mm-hmm. who couldn't drive were starting their own businesses. There has been a sea change in small businesses starting. Yes, that's helped through being online. But what's suddenly happened now is when we talk about the high street now, and I'll come on to pop up someone said, is people want to be on the high streets. Mm-hmm. They want to have bricks and mortar alongside online businesses. Pop-up shops, therefore, and we were started by a property guy who said, look, rent, you know, pop-ups at the moment, we can provide a space for any type of business for any amount of time. And that's what his vision was. And that's how our pop-up started. He wanted to provide something that everyone thought, oh, I could take that space. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how our pop-up started so that it's accessible for everyone accessible for everyone Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who you are anyone can take the space Mm -hmm. and why would you advise brands to do pop-up shops right there's several reasons first of all the the first and foremost is being able to afford the rent and rates and fitting out and staffing a shop for seven days a week when footfall is considerably lower and actually more concentrated on certain days really means that a lot of people out there can't do it. So mm-hmm. how do you get your brand out there? Well, pop-ups is the best way to get your brand out there. Um, second of all, if you want to build a brand today, some form of presence on a high street gives you the opportunity to build your brand it gives people an opportunity to trial their brand in places and especially with suit pop-ups give a really easy way to do that. So it really is a no brainer for most people is, mm-hmm. is just getting that visibility of your brand. And I think as well, customers are craving that in real, you know, real life connection with brands and, you know, no matter what size they are, they do want to go in and, and touch it and feel it as well. And I think what's good about whether you're an established brand who already has bricks and mortar or whether you're a new brand, a pop-up shop can let you try a new location for for you to decide, do you go into it full-time or or not? Yes. Now, that's quite an important point. One of our models is that we can be used as a trial store. So St. James's Quarter is uh, a new shopping centre in Edinburgh, it is one of the best I've ever seen. It is absolutely fantastic. We're lucky to be in that centre. However, Radley at Christmas, Radley Handbags, they wanted to trial Edinburgh because they used to have retail sites there. They closed them down. They wanted to see whether it was worth going back into Edinburgh. So they used us for three months in that centre as a trial. Mm-hmm. We also, some brands we offer where they can take the space for a period of three months, but just for two days a week, they can choose whatever days they want. That's another way to trial somewhere. Uh, we have big back of house spaces where you can put where you stock. So you can leave it there for a couple of weeks and come back. So yeah, very much we are. And also for landlords, we're a big help because we're like an incubator because they want to rent out some of the empty shops in those shopping centers on the high street. So by people trialing us, then they want to go in and then they'll go and take a space with them. So it, trials are a big thing and, and it's a really good way to do it. And when 
if a brand is considering doing a pop-up shop, what should they, how should they start or what should be their considerations whether they decide to do it? Or how do they plan, I suppose, going about it? Um, well, I think I would really suggest they look at the area and watch the footfall. Mm-hmm. They should try and do some work out, find out some demographics. Now, certain people like ourselves will give you all the demographics you need about the site, the footfall, a bit of data around it. We, we, we've actually got, and I'll come on to it later, all the data you need because we've got data analytics, cameras and um, footfall information. We have all that. Um, and I think you'd maybe go and have a look at the site and talk to the current occupiers and see what they're getting out of it. So I think there's many ways where those are the sort of ways to plan it. Look at the, you know, try and find out what the profile is. Oxford Street's a different customer profile to South Malton Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, some high streets are different to others. So, you know, just spend a bit of time looking at it and getting a feel for it. Um, that's probably the best way to sort of plan and consider before you do anything. But also look at the logistics as well, you know. Uh, and I suppose, yeah, touching on those logistics, um, you've obviously got a lot of things that you would need. If you're going to go ahead and do a pop-up, you just say, you know, you make that decision, you're going to do it. There's a lot of things that you need to get organized. Do you help with a checklist side of things in terms of how how close are you to the people that, you know, work with Souks and to, so if I'm, if I want to, I own a brand, but I have no idea about actual physical retail, you know, do you provide a checklist that helps them write, this is the insurance that, you know, you need to get your signage sorted X days beforehand or X weeks beforehand. How do they go about it? Um, I mean, first of all, with us, literally everything is already done. And that's the difference anyway between us and others. I know we can go on to that later. So most of it is done. There are small things where it comes to logistics of getting your stock in. Yeah. Uh, the kit of parts that you need to merchandise are there, but how do you assemble it? Um, those sort of things. Signage is something I'll come on to, but um, I can explain later that because we have some versatility around the signs mm-hmm. in some of our places. Um, but in general, it's we, we it's just ready made. It's just you just turning up, opening the doors, and you can trade. And that's why our model is very different to other people. But it makes it easier. So, um, yeah, that's it. Really, if I'm honest, that is quite the logistics with are easy. But we have a customer care team who will go through everything that you need to do beforehand. And we, we put a big emphasis on this team because most of our stores have someone either working in the store when you're not there, just helping you open and helping you close um, and just giving you any help you need, whatever you need. So I suppose the big thing is the customer care team. And yes, they do everything to help. And um, I suppose, and let's touch on how, how is Souks different then from other pop-up co- companies in the service you provide and um, and what you provide as a business. Yeah, so most pop-up companies provide you with an empty site, but the empty site is as seen. So it's just an old site that was someone else. You might have to decorate it. You might have to, you've got to put your own kit in, your own floor fixtures, your own wall fixtures. Um, you, um, it doesn't have any analytics information from there, no cameras to, to, to sort of get some feedback on customers. 
it doesn't have anything. It literally, I suppose it's like renting an empty flat and having to go in and do everything. Um, do everything. As opposed to mm-hmm. having going to a hotel where everything's done for you and you've even got your restaurant and you've got everything yeah. all done for you. You just turn up, open the room, and you go to bed. You don't yeah. have to put the bed in. You don't have to yeah. do anything like that. It, it, it's like that. We're not an estate agent of retail property renting out empty shops. We actually kit the shop out and we operate it in line with the occupiers. So we're almost a bit more of a hybrid, a bit of a sort of mini department store who rents out space, but everything's there. You just go in, put your stuff, uh, whatever you sell, you put that out. So all the EPOS systems? Everything, yeah. Well, we, yeah, I mean, we, we, we have, everything's digitally enabled. So we have TVs, we have digital screens all the way through on the walls. Mm-hmm. So you only need to just give us content and then it all comes to life. So even even the digital side, it's all done. So yes, uh, it, like also, if you I think with a lot of these agents, you even have to put your own Wi-Fi in and things like that. And, right, okay. Or you have to pay extra. You know, so it's one of those easy jet things. You've got to pay for this and pay for that, pay for your luggage, yeah. pay for get through. Again, <laughs> most of ours is included in there. So it's a ready-made shop. And from the ones for the pop-up shops that, and from your experience previously, um, the ones that have been really successful, what did they do differently or was anything that they did that was in common, you know? Yeah. Um, I do think social media is a big help. Mm-hmm. So if you do have any form of social media, that is always a big help. The second thing is some people, brands might have their own influencers. That can be really good. Um, there's people who, and, and we had a, a, last week, anyone who sells through platforms like a TikTok or live platforms, when you, you, you can do literally selling through a platform like a TikTok, you can do that in the shop. So we had a company last week who actually did, as well as having a shop on the high street, they also sold through um, TikTok as a medium as well. So they were doing all that, and then that so would they did the live come. streaming from live, the live, they did a live, live streaming from, thing, from which is really right. good. People who leafleting, you know, if you can have people outside leafleting just to help bring people in, um, we are looking to see where possible to do a frames outside the shop where people can take that just to remind people when they walk past mm-hmm. what's uh, that there's something in that shop. You know, we had Freddie Flowers, Freddie Flowers are subscriptions, so they had people literally all day selling subscriptions from outside the shop. So I think any form of activity outside the shop where allowed is also very, very worthwhile. Um, and people who've got brand following that makes a big difference. Um, Obviously, the location for your customer base, you know, we, we, we've got one in Hammersmith and we are basically, we anchor the new IKEA in the new shopping centre that IKEA bought. So if you're a homewares company, you, you, you say, well, this is perfect. This because this is all the homeware customers are walking past and they're looking obviously for some type of homeware. Yeah. So it, it's understanding that side. Um, and some people give free gifts away, like we had a laundry company and they gave you bought anything they gave all i think just to actually just to get them onto their subscription model they would gave a pair of free knickers away or something like that it, it's just they were doing things where um yeah it, 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 it it's just looking at little ways to activate 
Um, content also is a big thing. So, and we're going to push much more in our windows, much bigger screens mm-hmm. where people can really get their content through to the people walking by in a much better way than we do at the moment. So I think, I think the content and screens will also help people become successful because it really gets that story over. And you talked earlier about, you seem to have a very flexible model. How do people then from a packages and a pricing point of view, can you go into a bit more detail of that? Yeah. Well, basically our core offering, that's, that's what you want is really to know the core offering. Yeah. Um, And our core offering is that we give you, you know, a a well kitted out space in a good location Mm-hmm. Everything is digitally fitted out and physically fitted out. So within 20 minutes, you can turn a digital shop into a physical shop by flexibility of the way we do our fixtures. Our furniture, we, we provide floor fixtures, um, which we keep in the back and then bring them out if you want. We've got changing rooms, fitting rooms. We've got a kitchen some normally in a bathroom. We've got a sound system. You've got Wi-Fi. We've got lighting, which uh, is very flexible. You know, we're getting better with our lighting. So you can have really different types of lighting. So if you're going to do an event, you can have nighttime lighting. If you can do daytime, uh, different types of lighting for different moods. And actually in our fitting rooms in in our Hammersmith store, we've got uh, different types of lighting levels for if you're going to buy a dress and you're going to a party in the evening, you can try the evening type setting. Mm-hmm. But during the day, you can have a day setting. So when you try stuff on, you know what it looks like in that setting. So uh, little clever things like that we're starting to introduce. We can do a full analytics because we've got some tech in there for that. You've got storage. We have a concierge where we help you, as I said, through the, the sort desk where our team help everyone every day. And we've got a support team for that. And, and how, on the support team, so I think, sorry to interrupt, how far, if you, so if you've decided on your date, how far in advance is the support team with you right from the beginning to like how long after the end? Or is it just once, you, once you're um, out the door, it finishes? How does it work? Uh, the support team help you with the booking. Well, the, the sales team do a booking. Once they've done the booking, they hand it over to the customer service team. The customer concierge team will help through the process to get you in there. They'll give you every bit of detail. If it's a shopping centre, how you can logistically get your deliveries in and, and how you book it in and what you need to do. You can say, these are my requirements. They can help with that. If you want to actually get some more premium furniture will help you with a company who can rent your furniture if you want something special or something different so all the way through then once you we help you when you set up we'll be there to meet you when you close and finish we'll be there to go through after sales to say how was your experience is there anything you were missing and during the time you're there if anything goes wrong you need help we always at the end of the phone so all the time anything you can speak to anyone at any time and then we always follow up what did you like what didn't you like how can we support you so it's a brilliant service you do get a very good service with it and just on the logistics side so even the insurance that's something that suits covers as well uh yeah yeah everything yes so like you say you literally just have to turn up with your stock yes and then, and then it gets done. Yeah, I mean, and, you, you might have to do your own merchandising. Yeah, but, but you turn up with the stock, you market, you, obviously you have to do your own marketing and all that kind of thing, but in terms yeah. of well, what you need the physical space to be. 
Yeah, we actually help with marketing now because we've got our own social media manager. We have our own um, Souk website and we have our own Souk uh, Instagram account. We've got our own. So we actually really help with all the different social media things with our own Souk social media. And we have a head of so, a head of social media. She, she helps anyone who wants that type of um, advice on what to do. Uh, so, yeah. All of that is a big thing we do. And you're in great locations throughout the UK. And I know yes. we're still internationally in a minute, but just getting back to kind of pricing understanding, because from the sound of it, it sounds amazing. And it sounds like the, the writs of pop-up shops. But what about smaller brands? What you know, what are the kind of budgets that people need to have or how flexible are you as a business? Um if I'm honest, the best way to explain this would be to say that we will take into if you just want it for an hour it's one price if you want it for a day it's another price if you want it for a week it comes down quite a lot in price mm-hmm. if you want it for like one day but in five locations again it has a different price point we will always talk to an operator and find out where they're up to in their journey mm-hmm. and try and work a way to help them and say, okay, we'll do a special deal, but it might be a Tuesday or a Wednesday, yes. not a Thursday, Friday. So the mm-hmm. day of the week and the time of the year also affects price. So, yeah, I mean, some some of our stores, um, maybe the smaller stores, might only be 25 quid an hour or something. Might right, go, okay. uh, and it can go upwards to... You know, Oxford Street can be a lot more, but we will work with people and help them in all the sites um, to, say, even give it a trial. And if it works and it works for people, then obviously we'll give them like an introductory deal maybe. So we don't have fixed prices. We do, we do have fixed prices, but we're happy to work with people. Yeah. And, it, and I think like you said in terms of the, the data because what you would if you were planning a pop-up shop on your own you'd be looking at the planning you'd be looking at the location you'd be having like you said the demographics the venue what utilities you need where can you store the stock you know all of that kind of stuff you'd be doing your insurance yeah thing whereas you as a business cover all cover all of that which is which is great yeah how about um then the international side but what are you doing there right so the international side we I've got two, I suppose, well, it's competitions. We applied for some international, um, lots of um, international businesses are offering new interesting companies. Uh, they have like special programs where I'll take it. If you take, there's a big shopping centre group in North America called Ivanhoe, Cambridge, got 150 shopping centres. They wanted to introduce new ideas into their centre. So we applied and we won it out of all the companies who applied to go into their Montreal centre for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And they're going to fund that for us. Wow. We open it. Fantastic. Our team are out there at the moment. And what we can do there, and they want us to help them bring British brands over and let British brands trial trading in Canada. Mm -hmm. So we can do that two ways. We can go... They obviously want local brands as well, but we we work with the Department of Industry and Trade. Now, a lot of small companies, Department of Industry Trade is a brilliant um, body to uh, get to know and work with. 
and they're going to tell all the brands that they work with and this is a you know it's a government body yeah that, uh, we might have like a special two months best of british in canada and all the small companies will have to pay but not a huge amount yeah and they can provide the stock and then we'll have staff over there and you'll be able to get your brand into our store in montreal and see whether that market works for you mm-hmm. um so that's it's the same model as we've got here uh you probably get a reasonable deal because it's obviously we do it with the dit uh we'll do it independently as well but they're the different ways we can do it are you established in um asia yet or not asia not sorry, so, middle east well the second doing. place we've got we just again won um but we want something where we we are about to go we hope into dubai and abu dhabi and we've been given a place in dubai and a shop in abu dhabi in two big mouths again to do the same thing and that will be actually even better because the dit the department of industry and trade you know they work very closely with that market and they're very supportive to a lot of brands going out there as an example but any brand who wants to go in the uae for us to have one of these trial shops will be massive because everyone knows the shopping centers out there are hugely busy still yeah um, because it's the only way they shop is they only have a 4% online business, not 25% or I think it's yeah. 8%. Yeah, so there's, you know, it, and that's where people socialise, isn't it? So yeah. anyone's interested in that, as, you know, we're hoping to complete the deal soon, that we'll have a shop in both those places. And have you seen any, are there any particular industries, not industries, but are there any particular product types that you've seen that have done better than others? Like, do you have visibility? Do you get visibility of the sales of your customers that have the pop-up shops or not? Yeah, um, I mean, the obvious ones are like your depoppers and your fashion people and the Gen Zs, because mm-hmm. obviously the social media following makes a big difference. So, yes, yeah. um, definitely those sorts of people. Subscription models, Freddie Flowers had a really successful time with us. Um, so we, um, And they're a subscription model. Um, and... People like sneaker people, trainers. Um, we've had a few people who sell trainers, uh, quite a few men's brands, small, cool mm. men's brands. All of these people have done really quite well with us. Um, I think the people who are very proactive in planning and getting some marketing done and with social media are the ones who will do better than others. Um, I don't think you can necessarily rely only on the footfall. Yeah. But I think if you add doing the prior work and the footfall is what made those companies do really well. I mean, some of our social media people, I mean, yeah, I mean, some of them like we've had queues all the way around the block. I mean, we had to get the police once because we had one massive TikToker who took the space and just literally, I mean. Invited everyone down. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, you know, we had a queue of about a thousand people. So, yeah, I, I, it, it's amazing what they do. But, you know, I would definitely say that, you know, I think sustainable companies as well, like, you know, we're talking to quite a lot of sustainability companies who really offer something really interesting that they've never done anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, they can do quite well. And it just gets awareness out there as well. Because you got to remember, it's not just about how much money they take on the day. It's about building their brand, building the awareness of them as well and just i suppose my my one of my last questions would be um from a marketing point of view how far in advance 
have you seen brands market it? Like, what would you recommend? Oh, I, w- I would say about four, some do four weeks before, some three or two. I think four weeks is good. It's good to have a build up because then, and also, by the way, we have our own newsletter that we, we say about people who are coming soon. So we've helped brands when they have book space saying, oh, coming up in the next three weeks, we've got this mm-hmm. brand and that brand. So I, I would, if people can, start to really push it a month before. Yeah, great. And is there anything else that you get asked by people that are interested in, in the spaces that we've not covered? A lot of people ask what you've said about what what is the extra thing they could do to help. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the things I've been through. Uh, I think a lot of people just, they don't, I think when we've explained it and they've been through our pack and they do everything, um, I think it's more than they ask themselves and their own companies, um, more than asking us what they can get out of it. Because I think we've probably explained everything we need mm-hmm. to. So yeah. it, it's, you know, the opposite. I mean, they might say, I mean, the, the last things like, what is the best time of the day? What hours should I open? You know, if you're on Oxford Street, you don't need to open till 11. Yeah. But some companies close at six, and you go, well, just a minute, the footfall between six and seven is huge because people are all on the way back. You know, they're yeah. either coming into town or going out. Of town. It's those sort of things. Mm-hmm. So it could be little things like that they might ask that we can help them on. Uh, they might ask about, you know, are there local businesses in nearby they could pull on to bring people in? So, you know, if you want, you're selling a gym membership, you might also, they might want to know, have we got a with the local businesses? Yeah. So they can maybe go and leaflet them before they go in, say, we're coming soon. Mm-hmm. So maybe little things like that are the key things. But like you say, kind of leveraging off what's around you. Yes. Yeah. And then and then leveraging how much you can do within your own business to keep yeah. promoting it, not just the four weeks through, but then every day that you're in it, you know, to keep mentioning it on social media to do, you know, I think it's a great idea to do your, you know, live streaming from the premises because that creates a buzz as well. Yeah. I mean, most people, obviously, that's a cost. I mean, and that's when, you know, we work with them. And I think that's, you know, a lot of people might, um, I think understanding the area is key to understand, you know, are we better off going to Oxford Street or are we better off in South Mont Street or are we better off in Hammersmith? They will ask about location. And, mm-hmm. of course, everyone asks, when are we going to open in new locations like your Manchester Leeds and places like yeah. that, Birmingham, which are hopefully fairly imminent. Right, because I, I did notice it's quite it's quite southern and a bit Scottish, so it's like there's a bit of a gap in the northern side of the UK. But and then so people can find out about Sooks from their website, which is yeah, it's www.sookspace. Okay, great, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. But thank you very much for joining me today, David. It has been. It sounds like such an amazing um i mean i know pop-up shops are a great opportunity for people but this seems to really take away the headache and the stress of a lot of it for people so i would definitely recommend for people to check it out thank you very much